0: Hello, Screeders. Happy New Year. It's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Many ways, I like to think all days are good days to be alive. So, this episode, I have a lot of gaming talk and some mental health talk. Wait a second. That sounds the same as every episode, you say, Jason. Well, guess what, Screeders? You're right. (laughs) today is january 2nd 2019 i am jason hobbs and this is random screed
1: hey hobbs steve c here calling in to say happy belated christmas and merry fucking new year buddy was listening to your new year's eve show here on my drive home and just wanted to say i make a couple of quick comments um as far as you being a nazi Fuck that noise. Anyone who thinks you're a goddamn Nazi is a fucking idiot. And they should pay attention to what you talk about. So enough for me on that. I think you know where I stand. You're a cool guy. Keep it up in the new year. And uh, all the best to you, bro. Take care, buddy. Bye.
0: Thank you, Steve C., for calling in. And a happy new year to you as well. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment. And, dude, I know I'm not a Nazi. But unfortunately, sometimes we are guilty um, by association uh, from some people's point of view. And I still believe perception is reality regardless of um, arguments of the other. I mean, everyone's world is the world they perceive for them. I'm not saying (laughs) that our perceptions can, you know, affect the material or uh, anything like that, but how we think and feel and um, how we grok, you know, the empirical data that affects us gives us ideas and thoughts and strong opinions about the world that we live in. And those strong opinions are can be construed as our individual realities. Man, I just went down a big old rabbit hole, didn't I? Anyway, thank you. Uh, I don't really think they're idiots. I think ignorance is probably part of it. Because people, me included, don't necessarily want to increase their workload by actually researching and checking things out and finding out what they can as much as possible. Uh, I would say people really don't know about Macris. They know a few things about him, but they don't really know. All they know is what they've read on the internet, and that's not always true. And I think a lot of people jump to some conclusions, maybe me included, both, both directions, one way not enough, the other way too far, um, but that doesn't stop, you know, or preclude the problem that exists uh, for a lot of people. You know, today they really are marginalized. They really have had extreme difficulties in gaming, and they've, if they've still battled through and decided to keep on playing. And kudos to them because that is some real courage there. Uh, also, I do think that um, the other side can, they're so fast to try and explain a point of view that they may ignore the other point of view. And I think that's what some people consider to be, you know, uh, reverse prejudice. Um, it's like in some people's eyes, just being a male is enough. And that's wrong too. Uh, I can understand where that perspective would come from, but it's wrong too. Not all males are horrible. Some males are, some aren't. Some people are, some aren't. And by uh, narrowing it down by gender, by being a male, or by species, by being white, you are becoming the enemy, and I don't think anyone really wants to do that. Uh, regardless, my man, let's keep on rolling some dice. Let's keep on learning and trying uh, to be mindful. And uh, let's kick some ass out there.
1: Hey, Jason. It's Rich from Cockatrice Nuggets. I was just thinking about doing a New Year's uh, episode myself and talking about how I hate New Year's resolutions and think they're stupid because you can do them any Well said, my friend. Uh, so much love on this episode. There's just so many things that you said that are just... Like, right there, right? Um, so, coming together with people from other side of the political boundary. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, there are some people far right that I can't get along with because of their views. But the nation is built on two views coming together, meeting in that aisle, and making decisions, right? So why can't we do this in our personal lives? And do people really think you're a Nazi? I've not heard this. I'm not big in the gamer circle. Um, I'm really big into your circle, um, into the OSR Anchorites, but I haven't heard you're a Nazi. Uh Uh-oh, looks like there's a part two coming up. Part two. I've seen you take some bold stands this year, Jason, and that's not for, like, the wrong things, you know? When you're wrong, you admit you're wrong and you try to change it. You're genuinely a good person. Um, I've heard a little bit about you stopping um, uh, becoming sober and that's a big step in a lot of people's lives and not everybody realizes how momentous that can be Um, I know that um, this last year being sober for me has changed me a lot and I've grown a lot and um, one thing that has I've grown immensely in is my podcasting and I wouldn't have done that before And I definitely wouldn't have done it without you. So I want to say thank you, Jason Hobbs, for what you did for me this year. Uh, You made me into a podcaster, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you, and uh, someday I hope to actually game in Kalmata with you. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you so much for those kind words, Rich. And I'd like to mention that Cockatrice Nuggets... (laughs) The name is really growing on me. Uh, My first inclination was uh, bad connotations because I hate McDonald's. And so I hate chicken nuggets. So I hate nuggets. And nuggets reminds me of poop when you say cockatrice nuggets. But really, you know, a cockatrice, if you're aware, is a chicken, which you obviously are. So it's a different kind of chicken nugget. Uh, I don't know if... uh, the meat would be very tender because it seems like it might be rock hard. <laughs> anyway, dude, uh, this is this is me taking compliments badly. Uh, let's talk about the first message that you sent. I don't know if anyone really thinks I'm a Nazi. I know that that was bandied about last year around August. I know that that particular show caused a huge um, lashback I also can tell you that I did not leave the network because I want to be able to post things from people I feel negatively about that is not why I left the network Someone asked me that today, not today, but maybe yesterday or the day before. They were concerned about uh, Hobbs & Friends leaving the network so quickly after one of the shows was censored by the network. And I have said uh, on multiple occasions, the show, I did not leave the network uh, because they wouldn't allow me to play the show, um, keep the show up. Because if that was the case, I'd have the show up now. And that isn't it. I still have strong feelings about that, and like I've mentioned, I'm not sure everyone knows the story. But until they do, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep the show boycott out. I'm not gonna have it uh, up. But anyone who is actually making something and are trying to create a brand and they're trying to, you know, further their intellectual property. To have people show that they will not allow you to show that intellectual property, regardless of how you feel about it or what your thoughts on the matter are. Basically to say, nope, you have no power over your own creation. That's just not something I could do. And so I had to take that stand and take on extra work and learn extra stuff and uh, leave the network, which caused me to lose, uh, like I've said, 90% of the listenership if the numbers I've been told are accurate. Uh, it's not that easy really to know what the numbers of a podcast are, uh, and I really don't even know how to find out. <laughs> but from the things that I can see, it's, it's, not, it's not good, people. So here's an ask for you. Uh, if you like Random Screed, if you like Hobbs and Friends, uh, subscribe to them. Um, You can rate them and do reviews. I'm not positive those things actually help uh, your numbers or anything like that. But what they do do is show other people that, you know, you listen. And that either you like it or you don't like it. Or why you don't like it. Uh, I would love to talk about these things. And um, even better, share it on social media. Uh, You have a network that is different than mine so let people know what you think Uh, I've had some really great feedback about Hobbs and Friends and Random Screed obviously and uh, sharing that with people that I don't necessarily know, reaching out to people is, uh, it would be beneficial and the more people like if I can get there, I would like to do a weekly Hobbs and Friends, I think that would be fantastic I would like to do more smart conversation, more news, more reviews uh, all those things, so Geez, I don't even know if I lost track of what we were, what I wanted to say. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Rich, thanks for calling in. Uh, thank you for what you your kind words about me and starting you to podcast. I kind of wonder if I'm Frankenstein, responsible for all these podcasting monsters that exist out there. Uh, I try not to be. I just try to, you know, enjoy the fact that other people love what they're doing and may have been inspired by me. That's uh. That's a pretty awesome feeling. <laughs> I mean, like really awesome. So thanks for calling in, and uh, let's uh, let's keep uh, let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's podcast. Let's share information. So thanks, Rich. Later. Twelve minutes in already. I need <laughs> I need to do more episodes apparently. All right. So the couch. I think I have been mentioning that uh, the SAD has gotten me down, the seasonal affective disorder. They call it something else now, I don't know what it is. And I have been using some oils that have really helped me out. But I have found that I have maybe strained like a lot of relationships and now I kinda have to fight my way back into them. And I've also noticed that uh, someone close to me, my wonderful wife Heidi, is feeling kinda depressed. And I think that uh, my methodology or my new process of trying to deal with things is staying even keeled. But that makes me seem emotionless. And maybe more it's easier to be more involved in like my gaming and creative endeavors than it is sticking it out with real life and talking about real life stuff. So you feel like you're balanced. But if you're really... I don't know is it running away if you're staying creative I'm not sure because you also have that outlet of creativity that's where it all gets mixed together like spaghetti it's not all tried and true and it's obvious you know what a piece of masta choli is but you don't know where the heck a piece of spaghetti is where it's all wrapped into everything else so I would say try <laughs> it's twofold be balanced right but you still have to communicate and let your loved ones and your friends and your co-workers if possible know what's going on and try and uh even if you seem uh less engaged or emotionless in some aspects it's not because of them or your relationship with them it might be just because you're trying to stay outside of stress and um the burdens of life in general so i'm not saying you're ignoring these burdens or you're not taking care of business because we always got to take care of business right we can't just you know run away from everything or it all compounds and just makes things worse but uh there is something to be said about maybe not letting yourself get drawn too deeply into these issues that can cause more stress which can then cause anxiety and push you farther away So anyhow, there's some advice about that. Uh, Personal experience advice. Uh, I tell people that uh, there are some people who learn uh, from hearing other people speak, and hopefully you can, but I'm one of those guys who ends up learning from making all the mistakes. So there you go. All right. I had a ton of anxiety about running this game on New Year's Day. I I wanted to do it. I was in love with the idea of running kind of a more... In some ways, this is going to edge into gaming itself. But in my Kalmata game, it's a West Marches game and the town is supposed to be safe. Because if you allow people to adventure in town, then there's no reason for them to go out into the wilderness and everyone's just going to want to stick around town. And so I definitely don't want that. But uh, some of the carousing tables, maybe I need to rework them in order so they don't do this. But I really love the emergent play that comes out of allowing things and involving the NPCs that exist in the safe town of Sindanor. So anyway, uh, one of the characters became a cleric from a dwarf, which is strange in BX because it's race as class, species as class. So how does a dwarf become a cleric? Well, he wanted to. And uh, I'm pretty much going to let people quest for anything they want to. The DCC methodology, which originally comes from Appendix N, and I think a lot of, of the old school writers included that in the way they ran games so I wanted to do it, I'm going to do it but how am I going to do it and how is it going to work so my anxiety was twofold I wasn't sure about exactly how it would happen or what I wanted to prep I knew I didn't want to make an exact map of the of Sindanor because that was going to take way too much time and, uh, so, and that's what I'd used in the past, usually when I talk about urban adventure it reminds me of Thieves World Anthology and I ran a ton of that back in the day and it was good, but normally it was like one or two players. Uh, but I and it ended up being four players, so I was nervous about that. Um, usually, it ends up being a lot more social interaction. So, and some people don't like that. Some people like the exploration of uh, one of the three pillars of play. They don't like the social interaction. They really like exploration and leveling. Maybe uh, there's multiple. Anyhow, let's hold off on that either for another episode or later in this one. Uh, I got through the anxiety. I actually communicated with the players in a lot of ways. Being manly means you don't tell people when you're anxious. But I did. And they were like, you know, I'm sure it's going to be great no matter what. Like I've said in the past, communicate with them. Uh, they'll support you. They're your loved ones. So uh, they're going to support you. They're going to want to have fun. And if it's not, I hope that they are honestly tell you that, hey, I think that there was this was wrong. Some people feel like, oh, you're fishing for compliments when you're asking for feedback about your game. I'm not i'm not i think we're past the final couch let's move on briefly Mm -hmm. all right so more babbling about calmada and gaming in general when you're playing an urban crawl what does that mean to you Uh, let's talk about the three pillars of gaming are what exploration um social and uh, advancement I don't know if those are it or not but anyhow that's what I'm going to say right now so some people really play games for their character to get better they want to see that character grow character development and uh, in old school D&D BX is what I'm really talking about that equates often to gaining levels so that's a whole experience talk but I'm not going to talk about that usually when people talk about urban it's going to be social engagement it's going to be the social aspect there's aspects of exploration because you're also learning more about the town you may not be exploring a new area but you are exploring the town itself and the characters or the people that exist in this town so how much of that do you do how do you do it where do you do it what happens so I may have capped out. I felt like I was capping out a little bit because Sindenor. Usually, when you think about urban crawls or urban uh, play, these are large, massive cities like uh, Waterdeep or Sanctuary or Haddad, right? But this isn't the case in this situation because Sindenor is just like a village on a isthmus from a large jungle island. So, how do you, uh, you know, keep that going? The easiest way I found was, let's have some ideas of what the, the quote-unquote plot was. So it was more, it was definitely more of a plotted story than, uh, you know, random uh, hex crawling. So it was a mystery. There, who stole the ch- uh, alabaster chalice from the new burgeoning temple of Nikasi. So how do you run a mystery without railroading people? um you want clues to get out there so you got to kind of have an idea of the plot right and so i tied a couple stories together from player uh, backgrounds they're not really backgrounds because it's emergent of during carousing roles or whatever they do during play right the the story comes out during play and some of the plot lines that have emerged during play are just kind of out there and so i thought hey let's tie a couple of these together and maybe that'll help and it would be some nice imagery as we sort of talk a little bit about ascendancy and uh, religion and cults in uh, the emergent empires so I got to get some of that information out. I was excited about that. I wasn't sure how it was going to happen because it, there was so many places that the PC choices could have made it, you know, difficult for them to figure out what was going on. It could have made a short session. It could have done a lot of different things. Uh, but I feel like the players really kind of embraced this concept of, you know, faring out a mystery, ferreting this, uh, this quandary out because it was possible that the chalice could be lost just by what the story was and uh, i guess i should say now if you want to find out what was happening you can go to my youtube channel jason hobbs and watch uh, the new year's day Calmata live game uh, which i mean it's probably three hours long but uh you can play it in the background i some people have said it's entertaining i don't know if it would be that fun watching uh, I'm not sure, but anyhow, I guess I had a lot of anxiety, and it like usual, it proved out to be no reason to be that anxious. You know you're playing a game, have fun, you're playing with people that uh want to play with you, and if they don't, then they'll just not play with you anymore and it's not a personal thing, it's a style thing, so don't don't take it personally and if you get the time, like I said, share if you like watching the channel or listening to uh, that uh, tactical old school play streaming, check it out. And if you have any feedback, let me know. I don't have hardly any commenters there. I don't have that many people listening to Hobbs and Friends anymore. I don't think they know where to find it. So pass that out. If you like Random Screed and you think you know somebody who might like to listen to Random Screed, pass that out. Do a review. Subscribe. Share. That's the biggest thing. Share. So... I guess uh, I think I have quite a few things I want to talk about. I don't feel like I'm manic right now, uh, but I definitely have energy and I'm feeling creative and I'm excited about a lot of things like watching this guy pull out in front of another guy. It's always interesting to hear me talk while driving, isn't it? Anyway, people, I'm going to wrap this up. You know what what I'm going to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away.